Good morning, and welcome to Vermont Viewpoint. This is your host, uh, Brad Ferlin. Uh, we're here in historic Waterbury, Vermont. Hope if you're on the road this morning that you're taking uh, care. A little bit of snow. Uh, I started my day, went out and fed the sheep. They were in the barn, so you can see them. If they're out in the pasture when it snows, you can't see them. <laughs> That's not exactly true. but uh, So we have a great show today. Uh, we will be starting uh, the hour with uh, American singer and songwriter David Mallett, uh, who's from Maine and has played in Vermont a number of times. He was a guest for me last year. Uh, amazing, amazing songwriter and uh, just uh, an honor to have him back uh, on the show with us. With us in studio this morning, I'm excited. I have uh, Jess O'Brien and Roy McNeil. They are uh, they're both musicians. I'll give you. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, what they do. They, uh, we will be promoting a uh, fundraiser that's coming up at the Highland Center for the Arts, and uh, it's going to be one of the best nights of the year there. So uh, stay tuned for that. At 10 o'clock, we'll be talking with Robert Burke, who is with the Vermont Veterans Affairs. He's going to tell us a little bit more about the Veterans Affairs and something you can do to help veterans on December 16th. And then at 10.30, Green Mountain Solar, we have Paul Leisure, and who is the president of Green Mountain Solar and executive director of Renewable Energy Vermont, Peter Sterling, will join us in talking about the uh, Renewable Energy Standard Reform. Uh, so I want to welcome now uh, in studio um, my um, two of my guests, and we'll have David Mallett soon, uh, Jess O'Brien and Roy McNeil. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's it's great to have you. Um, so you're both going to be part of a uh, event that's coming up at the Highland Arts Center, and uh, can can you let's start with the Highland Arts Center? It's an amazing place, uh, miles from nowhere. Miles from nowhere, <laughs> and sometimes when you go in there. You're like, where am I actually? Did I just go through a portal to, to another place? But it somehow, especially with the people there, does feel like a part of the community now. Some people who, who initially came there would say like, oh, this place isn't Greensboro. This isn't, but it, in all of its resources and all, all it has to offer. I mean, you can put on a world class performance there. They're, they're equipped for, anything it has something really special to offer in in our area um like just a level of quality to a an arts performance like you can't find uh in a i mean there's a wonderful thing that comes with a, a performance in an old church or something but this is this is something special that we have there it is amazing and when i say miles from nowhere jokingly i've <laughs> been to many concerts uh and i come from st albans so it's an hour and 25 minutes but it's it's so quaint and glorious in there and Mm. and like you say the sound and it's just really magical so Mm. you have a a concert coming up uh jess what about your uh it's your build as an up-and-coming singer (laughs) songwriter (laughs) when when you cross the threshold to actually being one that's a good question yeah no so 
Yeah, so I, you know, have always been singing and writing, but in terms of getting out and performing, um, it's it's new for me. And so I was I had the honor of performing at the Highland Center for as part of the flood relief benefit concert. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was um brought invited into doing this show on the sixteenth. Um so yeah, just excited to be sharing more of my voice and songs with the world. And you've been uh doing this for a long time, you say. What were some of the inspirations? How long have you been playing guitar and singing? Well, I started uh playing guitar when I was twelve and you know, sort of always been singing as long as I can remember. Um, grew up on like country music, um, like outlaw country and, and, um, and in terms of, you know, modern influences, um, one of my favorites is uh, Vermont singer songwriter Aeneas Mitchell. Mm. Um, so yeah, so there's kind of a country, um, influence, but then also the folk, um, expression, which David Mallet also is just incredible at doing the the commentary on life in such a beautiful way. So. Yeah, it is. It really becomes a social journal. Yeah. Uh, are you a social journalist too? Are you know, I, I aspire to be in, in my own way, but, you know, just also connecting us to, to beauty and um, joy and hope. So We're all about that. Roy, what about you? Violin, um, my daughter is, uh, uh, she's 14. She's in a freshman in high school and uh, playing clarinet. Mm. Um, but she, we comment about different instruments, and the violin is one of those ones that takes a while to paddle up the river with. <laughs> Absolutely true. Um, string instruments, the violin or cello, are known to be the, some of the hardest instruments to, to master, and even not even master, but just make sound nice <laughs> like a piano you can push down the key and it'll sound like a piano violin if you draw the bow across those strings it can sound beautiful or it could sound unpleasant <laughs> and um i think a lot of people struggle with that coordination it's also awkward it's on uh it seems like maybe my microphone is not yeah optimal oh, yeah. oh i'm too hot okay uh so Oh, the coordination is like this thing like on your shoulder is it can feel really weird. Anyway, I think that's part of why I actually hated it when I was a kid. I was extremely lucky to have lessons that my parents gave to me. I think it was a generational thing where my my mom had always wanted music lessons when she was a kid and her parents did and it was just never an opportunity growing up in rural Vermont and she made it happen. Um and that was just a great thing and I, uh, now I, I'm, I've been excited to become a teacher and, and really I'm excited for ways to, to find this, how this can become equ equitable. It shouldn't be just the kids that whose parents can, um, drive them to lessons that are able to experience music early on. And I think that that's part of what we want to, to talk about today. But yeah. Yeah. And one other question on you, you play violin and, mm -hmm. and you've got classical 
training, right? Yep, yep. Do you also have, uh, can you stomp your foot and play like a fiddle? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I had the violin classical training, which I hated, and then I was about 12. <laughs> I picked up the guitar and I started writing songs as well. I started just making sounds and I recorded them into my computer, and that became really my favorite thing to do for ever, for a very long time. And then I sort of went off in all these direc- directions and I sort of became a jack-of-all-traits tra- type of person, but I really... <laughs> At a certain point, became aware that I hadn't, I wasn't really mastering any of them, and I've tried to sort of narrow my focus a little bit in more recent years and get into some uh, recording work and, um, yeah, uh, and producing concerts, which is something I've, I've been really passionate about. And the ones we've done at Highland Center and uh, elsewhere have been really fun and, spe- and special because of what I've been doing is I started a group, group called the Local Folk Orchestra, which members of are going to be joining for in this concert, which is a mix of consummate professionals, really good players, and some student players. So that's this uh, from the community, and uh, that's something I really love to see, is people coming together who wouldn't necessarily normally know each other or connect, being able to do so through music and seeing them actually really enjoy it, and then that wonderful energy actually translating to the audience, where... I got this one comment after our last show where someone said, I I saw Mary Young after the concert and I ran it. I had to run up and we, we embraced each other. We gave this each other this big hug just for the sheer joy of it. And just like the idea that music can cause this joy and love and just like connection between people is just something that I find very meaningful as, as an opportunity to bring that to my uh, community where I grew up and I now live again. Well said. We... Uh like to teach the world to sing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking with uh, Jess O'Brien and Roy McNeil. They're going to be part of an exciting concert that's coming up at the Highland Arts Center on December 16th at 7 o'clock, and there's a dinner from 5 to 7, uh, so you can do everything that night, uh, December 16th. Uh, so I want to welcome uh, onto the show... Uh, American singer and songwriter, a real friend of Vermont, uh, David Mallet. Welcome this morning. Good morning, David. I don't know if we have him on the line. I thought we did, but uh, I'm not hearing him yet. Well, I'm right here. Oh, well, there you are. Now we are hearing you. There I am. Uh, so are you getting any snow up there in Maine? Portland right now, and we got a wicked rain last night. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, buckets, just buckets of rain. Wow. Maybe uh, the, the ocean effect is rain not snow right. yet. Yeah. No snow. But I think they got snow up north. I think we had a little snow up in Aroostook County, so... Winner's here. Winner's here. Um, so I was just looking at my uh, journal of guests, and you were on the show with me on December 23rd uh, in 2022. You were on well, Elizabeth well. Von Trapp. Um, yep. And it was it was so great to talk to you. And, and since then, I've got to tell you, I've been listening to a lot of your songs and a lot of your music, and I, I've just become even more an admirer of of everything you've done over the years and and the the journey Thanks. that you've been on. Uh, how's it feeling at your end right now? Well, I wish I wish I had more time. 
<laughs> but I'm enjoying, I like my catalog, and I like, I don't do as many shows these days as I used to, but the ones I do I really enjoy, and they're all in a beautiful landscape. Yeah. Um, in Most, mostly, I'm working in New England, that's what I mean. Right. Um, well, New England is very beautiful, and I've seen you in a couple remote settings fairfield vermont and the uh the uh, center for the arts uh highland center for yep. the arts i mean yep. out in the sticks really i love it i love playing where i can park my car easily <laughs> <laughs> it not get stuck in a meadow uh, that's right so we talked a little bit last time about your journey and um your your songs. We were talking um, off air uh, with my guests Jess and Roy about how you really um, hit social themes that people need to hear, and you went on a journey with that. Was was that purposeful, or or did things just happen? I often wonder with artists, the magic just happened, know. and you ride along. I think that's. Yeah, you kind of open the door and see what's behind it, you know? Um, and I think the songs that are spontaneous lead in that direction. And has it become a journal as well for for your, you know, your your personal life? Would we know a lot about you if we looked at every song and analyzed it? I think so. I think so. Uh if you looked at the right angle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what are what are some some of the favorite moments in in this long career of songwriting and singing? Oh, oh, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, I remember doing a show at the, you know, the Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire. Love the place. Okay, I remember doing a show there outdoors years ago, and watching uh, the northern lights up in the sky behind me. Wow. And then I went back after the gig and wrote a song about northern lights. Wow. Which was kind of, that was kind of cool. That was a direct inspiration, you know. Yep. Um, you've had some songs with romance as well. Uh, oh, yeah. And love. All inspired yep. by the world around you? Pretty much. Yeah, I've I I learned my craft from the best, you know. I I started out when I was 10 years old <laughs> singing professionally and kind of grew up listening to songs and songwriters and uh that sort of led me naturally in that direction. Um well, it's a good direction. We're uh, we have all benefited from your um journey. In studio with me, David, is uh, Jess O'Brien and Roy McNeil, who you'll be teaming up with in at the uh, Highland Center for the Arts. And talking with uh, both of them, but we'll, we'll turn over to Jess here. She's an up-and-coming singer and songwriter, and, and I love the fact that we have sort of both ends of the bookcase here. Uh, yep. And uh, any sort of guidance um, for Jess on her journey from from your perspective of doing this for a long time? Uh, 
Uh, no, <laughs> persevere. <laughs> I think <laughs> per- persevere and uh, don't let anybody tell you what to do. <laughs> it's good advice. Like <laughs> yeah. And often we don't listen to advice anyway. So it's, uh, that's right. That's maybe right. I was off asking the wrong question from a a, a songwriter who's done his own thing. Huh. Uh, and I. I note, uh, I've heard you play a number of times and, uh, with you, the, you have a bass player who yep. is, um, I mean, you, you guys just, you're so together. And, and I believe it's his cousin, right? Mike Bird? Is, you know, we're kind of distantly related. Distantly related, uh, okay. But, yeah. Well, but we've been playing music together for 40 years. Wow. And, uh, He's been on almost every show, so he knows what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Um, you could do it in your sleep, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, does I, the- I think I have from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good attribute. Yeah. Um, the the bass, when you're playing guitar, does the bass act as sort of a, a timing for you as well? Is it like the drums or? Well, no, not really. It's. No. We both work that way for each other, you know. Yep. Um, well, you've been, you've been doing this for so long. It's, uh, it's amazing. Um, we're talking, you've got this upcoming concert, uh, at the Highland Center for the Art, but I want to play a little bit of your music, David, before we go too far. And there's a, the, uh, our good friend David Kelly suggested the ballad of St. Anne's Reel. So we're going to listen to a little bit about that sure. and, and then we'll be back. Come on. Two, three, four. He was stranded in the tiny town on Fairprince at Verdile, waiting for a ship to come and find him. A one-horse place, a friendly face, and coffee in the tiny trace A fiddling in the distance far behind him A dime across the counter then A shy hello, a brand new friend A walk along the street in the wintry wind A yellow light, an open door, and welcome to friend This room for more, and then they're standing there inside together Said I've heard that tune before somewhere, but I can't remember when. Was it on some other friendly shore? Did I hear it on the wind? Was it written on the sky above? I think I heard it from someone I love, but I've never heard a sound so sweet since then. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, you know, I don't recognize that version. That's that's interesting. I don't think that's a record that I have. Huh? It's something uh, my one of my producers, Lee Cattell. He, we're in a ninety-year-old uh, radio station. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, that's they, interesting. I hadn't heard that version. Well, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll cool. try. I, I, uh, 
I'd love to get a copy of that. Have Dave Keller send me a copy of that. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Dave Mallet, this is Lee Cattell. I'm helping to produce the show this morning. I pulled that off Spotify. It says The Ballad of St. Anne's Real featuring Dave right. Mallet from Makem and Spain, Dave Mallet and the Mallet Brothers. Well, I'm wondering. That must have been a concert we did in New Hampshire. Uh, with those guys, cause those are guys, those guys are from New Hampshire area. Uh, now, I, now it's coming to me, I think. I love the fiddle playing on that, on that version. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, and I was, uh, yeah. the fiddle and, uh, also, uh, Roy, is that something with your violin you could handle that part too? I believe so. Actually, I think we're preparing that, um, with another collaborator, Leslie Campos, who's, oh, uh, good. Oh, who's good. bringing in the kids to, she's been rehearsing the kids, um, to sing some, some, some songs with us that she teaches. She's a school she teacher do. and great fiddler and, We're uh, gonna do a few Christmas songs. So this is my annual Christmas time visit to Vermont. Uh, I usually come up this time about every year and do a concert for Dave Kelly somewhere in the area and, uh, have a great time. Get a bunch of people together. Do you come by? To it. Do you come by sled or by car? Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> okay. We'll know in a couple. We'll know in a couple days. That'll be the surprise. Uh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're talking this morning with uh, Jess O'Brien and Roy McNeil. I believe David Mallet had to drop off. So, uh, if you want to hear more of David Mallet, there's this great concert at the Highland Center for the Arts, Saturday, December 16th at 7 p.m. There's a dinner from 5 to 7. And, uh, Roy, what, what is the concert benefiting? It's, it's uh, raising some money, right? Indeed. It's to support arts education in this rural community where Highland Center is. Um, the the town, the, the school in the town has been threatened with closure, and we've been thinking, well, hey, there's this amazing art center, and what, what if we can create something for the kids that are there and actually bring in more kids from the community and have it become this kind of creative hub, and that's that's the vision that we're trying to support with this concert. So it's an ongoing thing where you'll have more students come in and play, younger musicians, and mm-hmm. give them an opportunity, really, and quite a grand stage, even in rural Vermont, right? Yeah, I was thinking, like, something I've been thinking about recently is all the glamour that comes with, like, a big basketball game, which is great, but I think a lot of these kids don't understand necessarily how exciting a music concert can be, but going to a place like Highland Center for the Arts makes it feel that way. It makes, I mean, if you get a chance to go and stand on that stage, you will feel like you've done something pretty important. And I think that's what we're trying to really maximize in getting these kids to just to know enough so that they can get on stage and feel confident and show their amazing young voices or whatever whatever they're working on if they're developing an instrument. We want to see that, of course, too. Um, and then have that experience so then they choose to keep putting some time into it because practicing music is never fun. It's kind of, it doesn't have that immediate gratification, which like playing a video game does. You know, you like hit the button and then you get the reward right away. Music, it's like you have to practice and then nothing happens so, but if you have this moment on the stage, then that, that's what it's like. And especially if you can see how excited your friends and family are about what you did up there and, and it's, and, and the effect it has of bringing people together. So that is going to be happening on, on Saturday night because we have some kids joining us and it's, uh, 
special thing. That'll be great. And uh, Jess, was the Highland Center for the Arts, was that one of your first big stages? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, just back in October. Um, yeah, and it, it was, you know, a, a breathtaking experience for sure and very grateful to get to be back on that beautiful stage and what is the prep are you um, when you're doing a concert like that is there just an enormous amount of practice or do you just have enough kind of a life experience with your instrument to be able to to get into it um i think there is a level of um mastering the art of presence on on the mm. stage um and and um yeah i'm looking forward to having another uh chance to do that um yeah it sounds very exciting they dim the lights a little bit so you don't have 500 people staring up at you or do do you i don't know the last time we did a concert on november 4th and i was actually a little disappointed that it was totally black in the audience because i i knew that i knew people there and i, I had no idea who who was actually actually there and i i personally like to be able to at least make make some yeah, kind of personal connection with someone too. i'm seeing out there i think that can help a lot mm-hmm. and uh, just make it more personal i mean that's the point of playing uh music especially in this kind of this this sized venue, I think it's really, in a way, I think a perfect number. I think the maximum capacity is like 250 something or towards 300, and it's a really, um, it it feels so intimate and special. It's it's a really great concert going experience there. So Jess, you are a songwriter, and uh, do you have? Um, a collection of songs at this point that are that you put onto a CD or you? Yeah, I do have a collection of songs and um, am in that process of, of recording and nice. collecting the digital. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of opportunity in Vermont to record. I think. Yeah, there is, and and um, have also been kind of playing with it um, on my own at home, which is a fun experience too. So. And what about being a YouTube phenomenon? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in your, in the future. Yeah. yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> and is it fun? Is it fun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I would not be doing it if it wasn't, you know, filling the, the soul on, on some level. So that's what I keep coming back to, that it, mm. it really is you know, therapeutic and healing. I love that. And I, I, you know, it comes to mind from our earlier conversation about we, we can fill our own souls, hopefully, and then pass it on. Yeah. Right. Is that part of it for both of you? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was really struck by. Um, in, in the last concert we did there, just this special moment in the green room. And I see all the musicians who, wouldn't have normally known each other necessarily all having these conversations and there's this excitement energy and just so much like joy going on. And then we went on stage and had a great time, but then I went out, out to the audience after and I saw that that exact same feeling had somehow passed yeah. from us through the music we made into the audience. And I was like, Oh, like this, I, I had never really realized just how powerful that is. Um, and it really clicked in that moment for me. So Yeah, that's the magic. Yeah. Sure. And is this the um, type of concert where the lights will come up and you're going to bring the audience into songs? or We have at least one moment um, to have everyone everyone sing 
a special holiday song together at the end, and that's going to be really special. Um, and I think we plan to have no intermission this time, so it can be a little bit... I think the lights, we haven't really planned out exactly how the lights will be, but yeah. based on what I said before, I think we want to have at least some light so if people, there's a casual nature, so if you want to go get a drink or, or you know, go to the bathroom, you, I think we're not going to do an intermission. It's just the music is happening. If you need to go do something, you can go do it and come back, and, and yeah. I think it'll be mm-hmm. a little bit laid back in that way. Yeah. And the Highlands Art Center is kind of like that. People flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's kind of good. <laughs> I, uh, the sing-alongs terrify me as an audience member because when I sing, the dogs run from the room and our sheep, uh, stampede. So <laughs> I have to sort of lip sync and pretend that I'm joyously part of you. <laughs> well, you know, they say if you can talk, you can sing. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll work on that. <laughs> My daughter can actually sing. So I guess it's sometimes it's genetic, sometimes it's not. And I think it's the intent. That matters in, in so many ways. Like it's it's I'd almost rather hear someone who can't sing very well really mean it and have something that they need to say than someone who has a perfectly trained voice and, and is just kind of like a robot. You know, it's it's bringing that caring to it. It's like if you feel like singing, and want to share something. That's that's what we want to hear. Do you you describe I think um, the the church experience at times when mm-hmm. when uh, people are belting out the hymn in, in, in all fashion. <laughs> the thing that's absent there is listening. One of the most important parts of music making with people, it's more important, or as important to be thinking about what the other person is doing and blending what you do with them uh, as it is making a sound yourself. And I think in, in today's times, there's so few music making times if it's just like the one time you're doing it in church, you're just exciting to sing because I think I think people are actually starved to make music. Mm. It's something people used to do just for fun because they didn't have other ways of ma- making fun. It's like they they got together and made music, and there was just so much more time to to listen and have, have fun with it. But now, often in church, like I said, people just start just they just want to <laughs> belt things out, which is I think is natural. I think everyone should make space in their life to sing more and make more music. Mm. Well, what you said is really. Uh the harmony with others is is such a big part of this right it's uh yeah. we connect at so many different levels and ways mm-hmm. um and you both are finding this at a young age and gives me hope you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that there is hope yeah there's always hope Music is a big part of this uh, radio station. If you look uh, through the studio walls, there's there's posters from every era of musicians who have come through and played in Vermont, and uh, it's just a, it's a magical place. And we have two uh, musicians with us this morning, and we were talking with David Mallett earlier. Uh, but I want to... Um, transition now to Jess who has a guitar with her in her lap the uh the, the my guests are so innovative they didn't have a capo for the guitar but I'm looking over and there's rubber bands and a pen so if you're a guitar <laughs> player and there's tricks of the trade <laughs> uh, so Jess can you tell us a little bit about the song and then we'll hear hear some of it yeah so um I have the honor of playing a David Mallet song for um the concert this Saturday Um, and it just feels like a perfect song for the times um, for the season Um, and I'm really excited to be able to play it alright let's hear a little bit (laughs) 
star still disappears behind a sky of blue. If people rise and go to work like they always do, as long as young folks fall in love and kids keep growing tall. editing this uh, description of you up and coming. You, you're here. <laughs> you made it. You you know, sound a little Joni Mitchell to me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Wow. I love her. Uh, that's a, a good role model in yeah. Uh, yeah. singing careers. Very beautiful. Thank you. Very beautiful. You. So that's a sampling of what people are going to hear at this Highland Center for the Art concert. It's a Christmas concert and a whole lot more. Uh, Roy, who's who's going to be with you? There's so many musicians and so many things. Yeah, we have a really big, exciting band because for me, like it. When I'm, you know, I have one group of people, and I'm like, oh, it'd be really fun if this other person played. It's like kind of like the more the merrier for me. So, um, I have trouble uh, keeping it small. But we have such, we have, I think, uh, nine people in, in this in this band. So we have. Um, uh, I'll start with the the rhythm section. Well, on the on holding it down on the bass is an important one. Annie Rowell, who's the daughter of Dave Rowell, who's probably known to a lot of the DV uh, folks. Uh, she's I've been playing music with Annie since I was about seven or eight or something. So we're learning violin. She was playing cello. We were in a string trio together, and we grew up with the classical stuff, and then found our ways independently to singing and playing folk music so she picked up the upright bass and she can really hold it hold it down on the bass and sing beautifully um and then on drums we have this wonderful man harrison who's also a bass player and trumpet player multi-talented um on piano we have my brother-in-law andrew kohler who is 
an exceptional jazz pianist. Like he's really wonderful. He also his day job is working at MacNurse, um, which is this awesome computer repair company. Um, so that's the rhythm section. Then we have well, also. Um, uh, well, maybe I'll mention Andrew's husband, my sister, Mavis McNeil, who I also grew up playing music with from time <laughs> to time. She's an incredible uh, singer. She's also uh, a teacher. She teaches at Hazen Union, where we went to school, and um, also playing saxophone. And the other teacher is Leslie Campos, and she teaches at the elementary school, and she's the one who's bringing in... Um, some of the kids from the school and teaching them the music that we're going to be doing with David Mallet and, and that they're going to sing with our group. Uh, her husband, Randy Bullpen, plays Dobro, which is kind of, kind of sounds like a pedal steel as well as a great lead electric guitar. So we're doing like Jingle Bell Rock, for example, and he's just got that classic 50s guitar sound down and it's so exciting. Um, yeah. I'm really worried I'm forgetting anyone, but I think I am. Oh, oh, and then our, and then our lead, where we have another special guest joining us, uh, Kyle Willard, my dear friend, who goes by the moniker Glorious Leader. Um, uh, he's putting out music all the time, and he's just – he will knock your socks off. I, I guarantee he brings a uh, really powerful energy to, to the fore um, that – he just has a way of drawing everyone in, and it's and it's going to be really good. So yeah. So this is a concert at the Highland Center for the Arts. Bring an extra pair of socks. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's Saturday, December sixteenth at seven o'clock. A dinner five to seven. Highland Center for the Arts. You can go online, f- um, find their website. Uh, David Mallet's coming from Maine. Y- you're coming from. Uh, out of Greensboro, Jess, you're in Greensboro. How how do you how do you make the how do you make this happen with all these different um, musicians so that stage night you're you're ready? Well, one thing we've been really lucky about is that um, when I started the larger group, though this the folk orchestra, local folk orchestra. Um, HCA, Highland Center for the Arts, allowed us to practice there. And when it's a lot of people, I, as the sort of manager of this group, I kind of did, uh, tortured myself at times, like, oh, they said this time's better for them and that. But ultimately, it's just like you pick a time, everyone comes and they play who can make the time. And then often they, you know, make change their schedule to, to be able to come and play. Um, and that's... We've kind of upheld that, so we just kind of get together on a Sunday at H- Highland Center for the Arts, and it's been really valuable to get used to that space. And they're just always so friendly and welcoming, and you, know, you just feel yeah. like uh, like you're anything you need to have help with, they'll they'll help you take care of it to make sure that you can play your music. So, and will you be playing music with David Mallet, or he will be sort of separate from you? I believe, um, so that song we heard earlier, St. Anne's Reel, the original recording has actually a double fiddle lick. So yep. me and Leslie, the, um, who's a great fiddle player, are, are going to do a double fiddle thing on St. Anne's Reel and with, with David Mallet. I believe that's the plan. And maybe one other, but it's mostly going to be two different sets from what I understand. It sounds so exciting. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. tickets are available. This is the... Uh, a 
concert to benefit the arts and school programs. So we don't want to forget about that. You're raising money so there'll be more of you too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want, we want lots of you around the world. Uh, so I really appreciate you both being on the show and, uh, David Mallet. Hope he's driving up, up the main highway safely in that heavy rain. Um, Thank you so much. And uh, just beautiful voice. Uh, I look forward, Roy, to hearing your violin. Uh, we will be back right after this, Vermont Viewpoint. Mm-hmm.